What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I'm very excited to be here with you guys today. I have a very big announcement, and this is the beauty of travel, right? It's not necessarily an announcement. It's more like a change of mind, but I want to bring you guys in with me as I walk down this path of something I've been saying for quite a long time. And you've probably heard me say this before in previous episodes, but you know how I used to say Taiwan isn't the best place to visit, but it's an amazing place to live. The beauty of travel is that after not living in Taiwan for the past three years, but living in Taiwan for the previous 12, I kind of have a shift in my opinion and my view, right? And I think I know for a fact it's because this time I went back to Taiwan as a visitor. Um, me, myself, I had to kind of realize that, hey, I don't really have the perspective of a visitor to Taiwan because since the very first day I got there, I moved there to live, not to visit. So my my experience in and of itself was one of a person who had lived and worked in Taiwan. Now, the purpose of this episode is to talk more about that, but I want to work my way up to that point and really go into it um, and, and, and walk through it with you all. Because I'm sure there's some takes or ideas that you have or that you maybe have heard me talk about before. And I always encourage, you know, you all when I'm talking and encourage myself as well, think about the other side, right? No matter what the opinion is, what the conversation is, what you're talking about, it's really important to think about the other side of things as you're having these discussions. That's why it's important to have discussions. I'm glad I went to a liberal arts school. It was very discussion-based. All of my classes being in sociology and anthropology and encouraged me to look at things from many different angles. And this one particular thing, I was really, really stuck on. I even told people who would come and visit me in Taiwan, man, it's much better if you live here, without really thinking about the other side. Again, that's my fault. I take ownership of that. I certainly take ownership of that. So I do want to talk about it. And I think something that came from my trip back to Taiwan, right? There was so much that I had left there, and there's so much that I had done there that I was still kind of carrying with me throughout my time, my relocation back home in America. And to just keep it short and sweet and to the point, going back really pushed me toward accepting and appreciating who I was, right? I was able to meet so many people who I had inspired, who I had helped, who had came to visit the bar, who I had hired to live and work in Taiwan, who are still living and working and thriving in Taiwan, Right, I was a very important piece in a lot of people's development over in the island. And then even when they left, I'm still connected with many of them from students to teachers. Right. And I had to accept that part of me and who it was and appreciate that part of me of who of who I was and realize that it is the was. Right. And I have to continue working and moving toward who I want to be. It was kind of hard for me to let go of that. Again, 12 years of my life, of my time, of my energy, right, in the island, on, at, in Taiwan, living, working, creating businesses, teaching, traveling, all that was done there. And I, I didn't necessarily, I'm not saying I want to necessarily forget about the past, but I have to understand my time in Taiwan and the place it has in my life now. And what do I want my life to look like moving forward? Right. And very simply put, understanding where I came from and what I was able to do 
and what I want to do now, right? I want to be one of, if not the best, travel planners for Asia in the world. That's my goal, right? And the host or producer of the most impactful travel podcast in the world. I want to continue and understand what I did and what I was fortunate enough to do in Taiwan. And it was all about impact, bringing people there, encouraging my kids to go study abroad, creating a business for the people, right? Making connections. When I went back and I was able to talk to so many people in Taiwan who I either worked with or had friendships with or students, it was all the same thing. They were telling me who I was. Like, man, yeah, this is what you did when you were here. Did you forget? Like, man, this is what I remember you by. So glad I was able to reconnect with you. And that's what I want to do moving forward, right? And to get to this point, how, how I'm speaking to you now, it was so important for me to go back. But not go back as a person who was looking to live there, but as a visitor with the potential of moving back, but as a visitor. Now, you're probably asking, why now? Why now are you saying that Taiwan is a good place to visit and also an amazing place to live? And it truly is. It truly, truly is both of those things, which, again, when I went back as a visitor, it popped in my head and I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. See, when I first went to Taiwan, I went there as a person who was going there just for me. I had no idea what it was like. I had never really lived outside of the country other than six months in Beijing, which kind of was living, but not really because I was a student figuring it out, right? I, had, I hadn't really had an experience like that. So I wasn't thinking in terms of opening a travel business or um, you know, opening my own business in Taiwan, a bar. I wasn't thinking like that. I was just there. I was just there working figuring it out. I just graduated college. I needed money. This was a great way to make money and save and pay off bills and, you know, and start my life. I was starting my life, right? And then as I stayed there for a while, I was like, oh man, I started traveling. This is really cool. Now I was experiencing Taiwan and going to other places with the mindset and the intent of others, right? To convince them to come and do what I was doing, to convince them to come to see what I was seeing. Now I'm moving into that mindset of I want to go to places and I'm putting myself in the mindset of others, but not to convince them to do what I've done, but to convince them, but to help show them based on what they like and what they want to do, how they can do that in places that I've gone. Three completely different mindsets. And when I went to Taiwan this time, I had to have a different mindset. I didn't have a house I was going to move into. I wasn't bringing my dog. I wasn't packing three or four suitcases preparing to live and to go shopping and to furnish a home. I was a visitor. And you know what? As a visitor, <laughs> you know, who didn't have his own scooter, who couldn't get around and have all these things set up and have friends already that were in places who knew I was coming and surprised, I didn't have any of that. As a visitor, it was pretty damn cool. Like, all the things that I took for granted as a person who lived there. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm used to this. It's, it's great that Taiwan is so English friendly, right? That you can literally go and rent bikes for 10 cents and ride them all over the city or the area of Taiwan you're visiting and deposit them anywhere. It's called U-Bikes. Like in Austin, we have them. They're, they're the scooters you can drive around downtown. But imagine having scooters 
but they're bikes all over the city of Chicago or whatever city you're from. You can walk up, swipe a card, not a credit card. You link it to a credit card, of course. Beep, beep. You pick it up. You ride it to where you're going in a, a close by area, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Save on gas. Don't have to worry about parking, any of that. And boom, you're to next destination. But at your next destination, there's a place for you to put that bike. Lock it up. Walk away. Now, in some places like Austin, people mess those scooters up. Right. I can imagine what would happen with the bikes. They would get stolen. People took the wheels off of them. I get that. But in Taiwan, that doesn't happen. Right. And that's a, I know you guys think like, what's a weird example? No, it's a very real example of the safety, the security and the friendliness of Taiwan, of the people of Taiwan. See, before I looked at that as a as a bad thing. Oh, it's super safe. Oh, you're not going to not going to see anything wild and crazy here. No, that's actually OK. You can come here as a visitor for two or three weeks and figure it out comfortably. There are English signs everywhere. It is a country in Asia. People may not speak as much English as, let's say, uh, Indonesia or even a Thailand, right? Because those are very tourist-driven. Taiwan is tourist-driven, but not everybody can communicate you in English. So it still has that, 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 that allure of being somewhere new and not really quite fitting in and having to figure things out. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to do that when I travel. I want to know exactly what I'm getting into. And that's fine. There's still a way to do that in Taiwan, too. Like we went to a five-star hotel there. Everybody spoke English. <laughs> Every single person. All of the places you want to visit, there are people who speak English. So you can go there and know exactly what you're getting into. Or you can also have off-the-beaten-path ex experiences relatively easy where you have to figure things out. You're connecting with people. The locals are there to support you and help you. That part was like, man, I took this for granted. I'm telling people, no, you don't, you don't want to come here because no, you actually do. It's good for any type of traveler. We went for a bike ride. We went to a, a, a mountainous area and it was this beautiful lake. It's called Sun Moon, Sun Moon Lake, Taiwan. Look it up if you can. And we literally rode bikes all around the lake, stopping for pictures, stopping for food, stop. There were electric bikes. So you didn't even have to pedal if you don't want to. If you're not in shape, cool. Just use the electricity up, up and down the mountain along, along the bike path. These are things you're able to do. And I was like, man, this is a really cool experience to have. You know, when I'm there, I'm like, ah, I don't want to ride bikes. I, I want to go, you know, to the bars. I want to go somewhere that's close and convenient. I just, I just want to get there. I'm going to rent a scooter instead. But as a visitor, I'm like, man, I don't want to rent a scooter. I want to do something that's, that's more affordable. Because I want to spend money on a nicer room in my hotel rather than having a scooter to get around relatively quickly. And I was like, man, as a visitor, this is pretty dope. It's pretty cool. And that's, again, that's an off-the-beaten-path experience where you're literally just riding bikes and you're looking at the view and the beauty of the island, which is amazing. We found a temple and hiked to the very top of it. Check it out on my Instagram. The very top of the of the of the temple and it's a view and all you see is pristine waters and mountains and villages within the mountains and a hotel off in the distance like it's gorgeous again being there i guess i did take for granted waking up and seeing mountains across the river every day <laughs> i did and i had to walk a little bit to get there but it was literally maybe a five minute five minute bike ride five minute scooter ride two minute drive and oops another mountain oh there's water yay but as a visitor, I was like, man, I kind of missed this. And this is really cool. And it's relatively easy to get to and to figure it out. What more is there to see? And then I hit the big city. I'm in Taipei, right? And I'm like, 
looking up places to drink and places to eat and, you know, a, a cool restaurant to go to, cool experiences to have. And it was just with the Google search, so many things came up. And I'm like, well, as a traveler, as a visitor, if I came here and I wanted to find something to do, again, I'm, I'm an old school traveler. When we started traveling, it was, it was maps and asking people and walking around. Nowadays, you don't have that. So I have to adapt to, right? Sorry, nowadays we do have that. So I have to adapt to that, right? So I was like, man, it's so many things to do with a quick Google. And of course, right on cue with myself, we ended up just walking around to the area where we were finding most of these things and experiencing it first. So I got, I got, be I got the best of both worlds. I got to walk around and figure it out. But a quick Google search pointed me in the right direction. I was able to get there faster. And man, was I blown away by it. The the bustling downtown Taipei, shopping centers here, movie theaters there, engaging art here, outside street performers, clubs around the corner, amazing rooftop bars. Um, like it was everything I, I wanted in a nightlife experience with one quick Google search and one quick area. Now it helped that I knew the location before I had been there, but again, I was putting myself in the mindset of a traveler, of a person's first time going there and experiencing these things. Like, if I came to Taiwan, would this be a good travel experience for me? Not as a person who's living here, but as a person who's traveling there and experiencing it. I'm like, well, what do we have? Beaches, mountains, water, water sports, downtowns, cities, big buildings, easy to get around, cabs, Uber. Yeah, this sounds like a great place. A different language, amazing food. Any type of food we wanted, we got whether it was the big city of Taipei, the little smaller city in Taichung, or even in Sun Moon Lake. German food, Indian food, Korean food, uh, Mexican food, black people food. Like, New, it was a New Orleans-style restaurant we went to. It was just amazing. Anything that we wanted, you could get. Again, quick Google search, point you in the right direction, walk around and explore. And that's one thing I used to, I personally didn't like, so I didn't talk up enough, the walkability of Taiwan not just in the tourist areas, in any area, the convenience of it all. Convenient stores. You know, when you're traveling, like, man, I left this at home. Convenient stores are darn near on every other corner. Man, I need, I need a toothbrush. Go downstairs and get one. I need a drink. I need some medicine. It's so convenient to get around. And it makes it an amazing place to travel to. Because that's one of the stressful things about going to a new place, right? As you think about, you don't want to go because it's like, man, how am I going to get around? Oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just go to LA. I'll just go to Chicago. I can use public transportation. I'll just rent a car and get around. But when you're going somewhere where you don't know the language, you're like, oh man, that's a lot to think about. But with Taiwan, no, it's not. Just go there. But can I really take the train everywhere? Yeah. Are Ubers and cabs less expensive? Uh, yeah. When 30 minutes play, $12. 30 minutes in America, you're paying darn near 50. I know because I just came back from the airport. <laughs> like, I was just like, this isn't a, I was wrong. And I was saying this, I was doing Taiwan a disservice by putting that quote out there. Because I had people that agreed. Yeah, man, I love living here, but I wouldn't come visit here. And yeah, are there more amazing and more alluring places to go to? Absolutely. But that can be said about any location. But Taiwan is an amazing place that is worth visiting from a person who has lived there. Saying, come visit. Some people live in some place, they're like, oh, don't come visit me here. There's nothing here. <laughs> I've had friends say that about countries they've lived in. It's not really much here. I'll, I'll, or I'll meet you somewhere else. 
Like, think about it. I live on, you know, in the in the suburbs of Austin. I don't want you to come. When I come, when you come visit me, I'd rather us rent a rent an Airbnb downtown. It's just easier to get around. There's more things to see. There's less driving here and there. If you want to do something on your own, you can do it. I don't have to be there to hold your hand and guide you through it. That is what Taiwan feels like. You don't need somebody to be there to hold your hand and guide you through it. A little bit of guidance is needed, of course. But once you're there, you can figure it out. And of course, I plan trips for a living. I curate travel experiences, luxury travel experiences. And I will be glad to help you curate an amazing experience with a decent budget in Taiwan. I saw all the five-star hotels. It feels like a five-star because they are. Are the Michelin five-star restaurants? We tried one of them. Tried a Michelin one-star, three-star, four-star, I believe. They were delicious, fantastic, and affordable. You know what you're paying here in America? Three, four hundred dollars a person. Taiwan, seventy-five, one hundred, for that type of experience. So I really wanted to, like, I, again, I had to connect this to me, right? Because it's it was really my mindset and where I was in my life when it came to travel, but specifically Taiwan, because everywhere else I traveled to, I was a visitor. Hell, even in America. I feel like a visitor. So my perspective on traveling to these places is that of a visitor. But I was super connected. I am super connected to Taiwan. So when you hear me talk about it, I'm talking about it from a person that's lived there. But I took three years away, came back to my birth home, and I went back. And it's like, man, people really need to get out here. And I remember like my friend Anaja who came to Taiwan and just got massages. And, you know, she didn't know the language. And she literally used Taiwan as a wellness retreat for herself. And I never thought to dig deeper in this. I need to have her on the podcast. She's 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 really really big at Teach for America now. Um, I think she's the executive executive director. Um, I apologize if I'm getting your title wrong, Anaja, but uh, she's 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 up there. She had a very high stress job, right? And she had a lot going on. And with every transition she had as she climbed the ladder, Taiwan was her escape. Now, a single woman traveling to Taiwan, and that was her wellness retreat. And she would come there, see me for maybe one day. She found her little Airbnb lady that spoke a little English and made sure she got into her room, okay, helped her get calves and all that. Didn't need it, but it was a great nice to have, again, the niceness of Taiwanese people. And Anaja would see me for two hours. All right, I'm out. Hop in the cab. <laughs> she, had a, she had a resort. Hey, I'm going, I'm going to this hot spring. I'm going to get some massages. Man, I found this great restaurant. I'm like, Anaja, what you eating for breakfast? Man, I went down the street. I walked outside. I saw this breakfast store with pictures, walked in, and that's my breakfast spot. And I'm like, what? You know? And I'm like, I never, it never even clicked for me to be like, man, this, this is a really good place to visit. Because when I wanted people to come visit, it was for me. Like, I want y'all to come here. I want to hang out with y'all. You know, and it was centered around, we took them to amazing places, right? Kunding, the south of the island for beaches. Um, you know, people want to go surfing, you can surf. You want to go diving, you can dive. You want to go snorkeling, you can snorkel. All those things. So you want to stay in the city because you're from the big city. You want to just eat good food and hang out and go to bars, clubs, all that. We did that. But for someone who came on her own, had a resource in me, who came back times after that, and I was just a part of the experience but not the focal point, yes. Yes. And she hasn't been to nearly as many countries as I've been or other people who are who have traveled. Taiwan is the place to be. 
It is an all-inclusive experience of everything you're looking for in an experience. A little bit of adventure, a little bit of action, a little bit of excitement, but convenience. Now, you know, I'm not selling it. I'm not selling Taiwan. I'm not getting paid to sell. I, well, I do get paid to sell Taiwan, but not for this particular podcast, right? Like, if I, if I can sell you Taiwan, if I want you to go, then yes, hit me up. But it's not the point of this. It's reflection. Guys, I was wrong. I was saying something that was wrong for a long time, but I had to come on here and clear the air. Taiwan is a wonderful place to visit and a fantastic place to live. Last thing I'll say, I did go back to Taiwan and get my three wisdom teeth removed. I paid $30, y'all. You know what my quote was in America? It was like $1,500, and I got insurance. <laughs> so, yeah, Taiwan is an amazing place to live. Love healthcare. Love everything about it. Um, great, convenient air. Like, the one I ate there, again, I tell you guys, I felt healthier. I could eat fruit was readily available everywhere and it wasn't eight dollars for eight grapes <laughs> like it was a twelve dollars for a pomegranate it was affordable i had greens on my plate with each meal balanced diet without breaking the bank it was convenient it was fun you don't believe me check my instagram no actually don't check mine check check my wife's kellyxchen.tw on instagram her reels, because she did a way more posting than I did. I was I was jet lagged and I was working and then had my teeth pulled out. So I wasn't I wasn't the funnest person on this trip. But I'll be back for sure. As should you. You should go. You should go. This was a big trip for me. And what I'm going to do, I want to end this. I have a lot. I don't want to rush past it, but I have a lot coming up. Um, I'll be in Thailand for seven days, Bali for seven days, and in Korea for three days in November. Y'all, the podcast you're about to get. Basically, I just want to, I've been to these destinations before, but I'm going back. This time I'm going back in a different way, right? I'm staying at five-star hotels through my company. I'm working. Uh, I'm having more of a luxury type experience. So I'm going to have the best of both worlds, right? The backpack, the best of three worlds, the backpack, the tour guide, and now the luxury travel experience. And I want to share it with y'all. Again, treat yourself. Now, what I mean by luxury, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in Southeast Asia. You can have a super luxury trip for $25,000 to Indonesia, hell, to even Thailand or Cambodia if you want. Or you can have a super luxury trip, trip for $15,000, $20,000. You can even have a luxury trip for $10,000 if you're only going for seven days. Hit me up. I'll show you the way. But I'm going to tell you, if it's worth it, hint, hint, it definitely is. It definitely will be. And then what it's like, what it feels like. I can talk all day about backpacking through thailand cambodia vietnam indonesia malaysia i can talk about that all day but now i'm going to give you guys the other side of it you know as we get older our styles change and i'm fortunate i can connect with the backpacker and the luxury travel person and these are literally some of my top three okay korea isn't in my top three it's definitely in my top seven though but <laughs> thailand and indonesia are definitely bali indonesia are definitely in my top destinations i always recommend people going to visit Taiwan, number one, for sure. But a close second, Thailand. Vietnam is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Indonesia, with the convenience of it all, but the but what you can get for luxury there is second to nearly none. Like, I'm excited. So make sure you guys tune in for these upcoming episodes where I'm going to be breaking it down. Pretty much all, I'm, I'm packing my to-go podcast equipment. So, and, you know, the good thing is my best friend, Blake, who came to visit me in Taiwan, um, but, you know, he's only been to, you know, VR, places like that. He hasn't really gone 
to other, even like he hasn't been in Europe or Africa, nothing. So it's going to be his first trip outside of the country seeing these places. You know, I've been there, so it's going to be great. I'm going to interview him for a lot of these. He'll be on the episode with me, too. He may talk. He may not. But I think it's going to be a good experiment, right? Like what I used to do before. We're going to have a few beers at the end of the night. We're going to do a really quick recap of, man, this is what it was like. This was dope. We did this. We did that. Like, I really want you guys to share in the experience with me. So I'm going to make it a point. There may not be 15, 20-minute episodes, but five, 10 minutes just breaking down, man, this is what it felt like going back in. You know, what? because these are things people care about. Like, what was customs like? Like, this is what it was like. Man, a fool. Today we did this. Man, we saw elephants. We climbed the mountain. We are climbing the mountain while in Thailand. Probably didn't think you can do that, but we're definitely going to go do it. And we're going to get just, not just my reaction, but a reaction from somebody who's never been there. I've been there. Blake's never been there and also have, doesn't travel outside of the country a lot. So you get two really interesting and fresh perspectives. So make sure you guys check that out. And also make sure you guys check out Taiwan. And yeah, I mean, you know, I usually go deeper into the my transformative, you know, phase in what I was talking about today. But, you know, the big takeaway was just, again, accepting and appreciating who I was. The Carl in the past, the teacher, the, the, the manager, the director, the drama teacher, I've produced several drama plays, the, the bar owner, the travel company owner, the friend, as one friend in Taiwan quoted, like always wanting to help people, looking out for people. Right. And I don't want to forget that. I need to understand who I was in that moment and how that impacts who I am today. But now it's time to start walking and moving into who I want to be. And again, I want to be one of, if not the best travel planner for Asia in the world. And I want to host and be the producer of the most impactful travel podcast in the world. And if you guys know me through 202 episodes so far, if I say it, and if I mean it, I'm going to do it. And whatever your dream is, I hope you guys are following that and letting nothing and no one hold you back from achieving and accomplishing your goals. I'm Carl, the Black Expat. We out, chill.